When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Dominic Shaw. This is the Tripe Supper, our borough podcast here at the Gazette, and I'm joined by the BBC's Philip Talent. How are you? BBC's? Well, you've done a fair bit on the beat this week, haven't you? <laughs> TV, TV, radio. We're yeah. looking, we're looking to have you on this podcast. Well, I am looking to branch out, obviously, beyond the uh, the printed word. It was the BBC were on the box, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was uh, up north, wasn't yeah. it, with Jeff Brown, yeah. We, um, and you said a couple of kids were working yeah. themselves, as you yeah. put it, behind. The, the good news was I couldn't say anything, because obviously I had me back to them, but... Um, and you were in the zone. You could hear the giggles and the snickers, so... <laughs> The, uh, you, you, you kind of felt there was something going on anyway. Jeff said afterwards he thought the couple of lads might have made a gesture or two. <laughs> but that's it, that's it at the high octane level of well, absolutely. Yeah, television um, reportage. So there you go. As I say, I think we're lucky to have you on this. Well, you? I, I do come cheap, as you know. <laughs> we're going to talk about the defence. Uh, obviously, looking back on the, on the win over Wigan on Tuesday night, the, the much-needed win, even though we are just in the third week of the season. I think everyone's in agreement that not about pressure, but just about kind of easing any doubts. And for me, there was a feel-good factor at the start of this season and an optimism, not not necessarily about where Borough were going to finish, but just about what, what we were going to see this season. And I think that was in danger of disappearing the longer the winless stretch went on. So that, I thought, was the most important thing about getting off the mark, even though you know everyone knows, the manager knows, the players know, and the fans know that that wasn't kind of what we want to see moving forward was it that display over Wigan no you, it was about getting the points you're absolutely right you can't you can have all the intent to play whatever kind of football you want but if you don't win games you, you're on a limited time span aren't you we know that from you know from previous managers who've, who've, who've come in you know, Gary Monk came in we were told we were going to get a new brand of football under Gary Monk and he, la- he lasted less than six months you know in terms of you know from the start of the season to December so it is about results. I think obviously the expectation is different for Woody than it is for somebody like Gary Monk. You know, he was expected to get Borough back straight back up, wasn't he? And uh, for whatever reason, it didn't work. We've examined that in this in this uh, forum many times in the past. I think from Woody's point of view, it was good the way he spoke when he first took the job, and I think he impressed a lot of people and he said the right things and he touched, he pressed a lot of buttons, but it also gives you a. It's, it's a stick to beat you with, isn't it? Uh, you know, when you've made a commitment to play a certain brand of football, people say, well, you know, why can't why didn't we see it at Blackburn? Why didn't we see it in the second half against Brentford? Why was it so bad against Crewe? And why was the Wigan game not much of a, you know... Um, spectacle. Yeah, spectacle. So, it, but, but, but he's rightly saying it's going to take time. I'm, you know, I'm trying to build something here. Stick with me, be patient, stay behind the players, don't get on the backs. And I don't think the fans did to that, to be fair. Um, but the, the goal, just sorry about him, but the goal, I thought, came at the right time. It was critical. The first yeah. 20 minutes was dreadful, wasn't yeah. it? And yeah. fans were just starting to get yeah. a little bit edgy and a little bit frustrated. And, on the know, back the pass, of two bad results. Passes were going astray. Yeah, yeah, it was it was um it was it was a you know, it was a, it was a bit of quality, wasn't it? And it, it's good to see that that's within the team. You know, when, when Borough 
do require a little bit of class. They've still got players in there who can deliver it. That was as good a cross as you'll see from anybody all season at any level. But a lot of seam- seamlessly slotting into to what we're going to talk about. You'd think we'd rehearse this in advance with Johnny Housen, who obviously played at right back. Um, focusing on the defence, we've seen a fair few combinations at the back. I've got them written down here at Luton on the opening day. There was Housen, Ayala, Shotton and Coulson um, against Blackburn at the weekend. Dyke Steele, Ayala, Shotton and Friend. Against Wigan on Tuesday night, House and I are shot and bowler. Um, we haven't seen what is what is the first. I was going to say we haven't seen the first choice back line. No. If everyone's fit, what would you say at this point, or what would be your predicted first choice defensive four of, of the manager? Well, given the fact that they've signed two fullbacks, and we knew that that was an area Borough wanted to strengthen. On paper, you'd have to say that the fullbacks moving, you know, moving forward with Dyke Steele and Bowler. You know, without having seen them play, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, judging that um, on what we thought it might be. Dale Fry, you'd have to think, will come into that, you know, into contention as soon as he's fully fit, which he just about is. And then it's a question of who plays really with, you know, a lot of people think it would be an, an Ayala Fry pairing, and and then he's kind of think just to muddy the waters a bit. Well, he's made big, you know, big, put a lot of star in George coming into the centre. George Friend, so and that experience, that leadership qualities that you know that George provides, would would it be Fry and Friend? So, yeah. um, I mean, if I was picking the team based on what I've seen so far, and uh, you'd have to say, well, well Housen's your right back because that's a completely different. Yeah, thing, of course it? it is. Yeah, because and, and to be fair, you know, we, we were talking about this, weren't we? You know, in the office earlier about you know discussing you know what one of the, one of the fans' questions that was put to me earlier today was about. You know, when will we start to see Dyke Steele, Baller and Brown? Well, we've got to remember the new signings and it's all about getting an opportunity to start with and then being given a run. And now, where Middlesbrough have gone wrong in the past for me, particularly the start of, say, the Monk season, where you've got someone like Johnson coming, he gets a couple of games and he's out the pitch. We saw it with, we saw it with um, Ashley Fletcher. You know, you, you pay money for players and then they just don't get an opportunity and people judge, so people have judged them on one and a half games or something like that. You can't do that. You've got to give... You've got to give a player a chance, and I think this is why having a smaller squad will help Borough this season. They will have to play players, you know, for for extended periods of time, to, and they might have the odd bad game, but they'll get better and better. Hopefully, that, that's why I thought. I know there was. I spoke to a couple of fans, uh, and a couple of them to after the crew game were saying, you know, why make the ten changes? And for me, he had to because those not had to, but I completely understand why he did because the players he brought in weren't players who were that far out on the fringes they're only going to come in you know the next cup game the next mm. appearance isn't going to be until January when the FA Cup rolls around but players who will, will have to play a role this yeah. season because we talked about it after the Luton game didn't we with the intensity that Woodgate wants to play at and we know what the championship's like with the old Saturday Tuesday grind you, you, you're going to have to mm. you're going to have to make changes uh, you can't keep the same 11 week in week out so the likes of Tavu came in and, and disappointed in that game um George Savile in the midfield, the defence, Dyke Steele and Bowler, they're going to, you know, they, they might be on the fringes now, but they're going to play a key part moving forward. They'll, they'll have to. We've already seen how injuries are taking the toll, aren't yeah. they? We've lost Hayden Coulson already. Three weeks in the season. Yeah. George has George had a recurrence yeah. of the... Wing doesn't look 100% fit to no. me at the moment. Full-backs, before we go into heart centre-half, so we'll talk about the full-backs. Yeah. You'd have thought there that... You know the first choice pair would be on paper Dyke Steele and Ball are the two who he signed, but I think you'd make a firm argument at the minute to say that the first choice fullbacks, judging on what we've seen so far, if everyone was fit, would be 
Housen and Coulson? Yeah, I think that's fair. You know, I mean, obviously, I think I think Coulson in particular is benefiting from having a running pre-season. I feel better this season, and I felt it last season. Um, I, I, sorry, I, I felt it. Um, I, I felt it this summer, and I felt it in the summer of, of Gary Monk. Two summers ago. Yeah, two summers ago. Sorry, that that Borough were undercooked going into the season. They looked a game shy, and I think that's shown a little bit. Is that that you mentioned it before? That the intensity of the first few games catches players almost by surprise. But so Kilson's had a bit of pre-season experience. He looked the part. He's been selected, and he's he's, he's, he's grasped the nail, hasn't he? Housen, I thought was excellent against Wigan. It looked, you know, and I was doubtful about Housen being potentially the right back this season. But at the moment, he's looked <laughs> strong, mobile, tackles, puts a cross in. Um, he's a good versatile player, and he's a good pro. He's, you know, he's a good, honest pro. So I'm not saying that will necessarily be the case moving forward because I think Housen might be needed in midfield. Ultimately, I think there are problems in that in that midfield three that play in front of the back four. That's not settled down. You mentioned the number of changes at the back four. There's been quite a few changes in midfield, hasn't there? You know, in terms of Wingy was asked to sort of sit a bit deeper at Blackburn, and then you know McNair's slotted in here, and Clayton's come back, and it's all in a little bit of a flux at the moment. And I think I'd like to see a little bit, ultimately, a little bit of co- consistency of selection. So it might be that Housen has to go further forward, whether through form or, or due to an injury, and you know, Bowler gets sorry, Dyke Steele gets his chance on that side. I think. It, it's very easy and very dangerous to judge players on one match. You know, you, you can imagine someone like Bowler. He got his first start in the league against Wigan. He's stepping up from Blackpool. You know, League One. It's, it is a step up. Whatever, whatever anybody says, it's you know, it's a, it's a different environment, a new group of players. He hasn't even been here that long. Let's face it. It's a matter of two or three weeks since he joined the club. So it's a big night for him, and he might he might be nervous, and he might you know he maybe was. Playing it a little bit safe and turning inside and playing square passes instead of trying to get past his, um, get past his man and bomb on, which 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 we've seen Coulson do so effectively. So you know, let's let's give the lad a chance. Let's give him you know three, four, five games to get bedded in. And this is where, this is where it comes down to the the the, the payoff between results and the long term picture. And and if we ha- if Burr hadn't got the result against Wigan. It was going to be win or bust against Millwall, wasn't it? You couldn't go in there taking any gamble whatsoever. You put wouldn't the have been t- nice going to Bristol still. No, there, exactly. So, so I think Woody's bought himself a little bit of time with that win. I still think they need another win, or at worst, a draw against Millwall before we go to Bristol City. Um, but I think the point is that he is going to have to be a bit pragmatic. And if, if fans wonder why Bowler's got another game on the back of a not too convincing first start. Well, it's because he wants to give him a chance to get better. I think with Dyke Steele and Bowler, it's, we're all guilty of falling into the trap of um, kind of having expectations of new signings. But when you take a step back and look at them, both 21. Yeah. Um, or Dyke Steele might be 22. I think, yeah. Dyke, last season was the first season that Dyke Steele truly broke into the challenge. It wasn't until the back end of the season that he was being used as no. a right back. Before then, he was a centre midfielder. Bowler. You know, last summer, sorry, the, the summer before this one, so the summer of 2018, he didn't have a club. No. It looked as though he wasn't going to have a club until, uh, I think it was Gary Boyer, who was the manager of Blackpool, spotted him in a trial game and took him on. If, 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 though, if there were players who'd played as many professional games as they have and they'd come through Borough's academy, you'd rightly take a step back and be yeah. patient with them. I think sometimes with new signings, 
you can fall into the trap of maybe expecting too much too soon and forgetting how old they are and how much football they've played or haven't played. Yeah, I think well, I think Brown comes in. I know we're not talking about forward players at the moment. But I think Brown comes in that category as well. But as a player, really, he's only had one season at, on loan at Oxford. You know, in the lower level, and he's coming to now. So, I mean, I thought he looked really good against San Etienne, for example. But again, you're absolutely right. But these players are going to need time to adapt. That they are relatively young. That you can put them on a par with some of the players, as you say, coming through the Borough Academy at the moment. Um, you know, similar lack of experience or, or very similar amounts of experience, similar ages, and you wouldn't expect them necessarily to hit the ground running and. and and, and we are used to Middlesbrough going out and buy purpose-built players, aren't we? We've had, we've had decades of it. You know, it's what Borough pretty much did from the moment Brian Robson um, you know, took charge back in 19, uh, whenever it was, 1994. Borough's game plan has been go out and buy ready-made players who can slot, slot in and hopefully hit the ground running. This is a new era. I think, I, think, I think what I like about having a small squad, going back to that point, and having, having been forced being forced to play players can't get my words out properly is that they do get a chance so the, the best example of that is and I know we're talking different eras is the 86 team Borough played a lot of those kids because they had nobody else so they had to play and they made the mistakes out on the pitch and sometimes they had bad games and some of them got some hammer off the chicken run but a lot of those players kicked on and became good senior pros and Who's to say some of them would never have got become professionals if they hadn't been given that chance? And that was through necessity. And that team bonded. And because you only had a squad of 13 or 14, they played week in, week out. They're probably a little bit lucky with injuries. And they ultimately won promotion. Um, it's like, I mean, I know, I, know, I know they're incomparable, but Chelsea this year, yeah. that transfer embargo has kind of really forced mm. Lampard's hand to play the likes of Mount, Tamori yeah. and Mount and Abraham. If it wasn't the manager, I know the manager makes a difference. But if he was allowed, or if a manager was allowed to bring yeah. four or five players in, those players wouldn't get a kick, would they? No, I mean, we saw it with, you know, we saw it with Johnson to an extent. Now, I know people will say, well, he didn't really do enough to justify any more than games than he got under Gary Monk that season and subsequently Tony Pulis. But if he'd, got, if he'd been given a run of ten games and been allowed to make mistakes but also bounce back from them, you know, he had that fantastic game against QPR. I think he played well against Bolton, didn't he? The, either the game before that or the game after that. I mean, you know, we're going back almost two years now. And then he disappears. You remember Wiltshut that? Do you remember the yeah. Wiltshut game down at Rotherham? Yeah. He has a fantastic game, man of the match. He plays, he starts the next game, gets hauled at half time. Um, I think it was against Bournemouth. And virtually never seen again. Now, those players can't be that bad. I don't care what anyone says. They can't be that bad that they never get another chance or they only play one more game, yet somebody else seems to play every week, no matter how badly or well they do. And a lot of that's just through through a manager's preference, isn't it? So, I mean, I don't know what you think, but it's going to be difficult for Woody now to, 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 be, to, to be pragmatic in terms of picking the team, but also trying to blood these young young players coming through if he's got everybody available. I mean, I mean, which what back four would you pick on Saturday? Well, on Saturday, I'd, I'd play... I think he's forced into playing... We don't know how far... Uh, we don't know how ready Dale is. If Fry, was, if Fry is, is ready to play, no problems whatsoever. I'd, I'd put him at centre-half instead of Shotton with Ayala. And, and uh, obviously, you've got to stick... Housen was the best player on Tuesday night, so you've got to stick with him. Baller plays at left-back because... Colson won't be ready and Friends unlikely to be ready. I think, I mean, with Dyke Steele, we know that Woody's made the point on a few occasions that he was the player he wanted at right back. He yeah. was absolutely over the moon to get him in. Um, 
they really liked him. He was watching him at the back end of last season and kind of had it in his mind then that if he got the job, he'd want to sign him. So we know that, given time, he, he will likely end up in the team. And with Bowler, I was told that when, when of the three players assigned, there was a real excitement, thinking they've got themselves mm. a real coup moving forward. They might have themselves a, a real bargain. He's only going to get better. It was his first proper season mm. in professional football last year. They really liked him at Blackpool. And an interesting one, I think, on Bowler and Colson is Colson played on the wing last year on loan at Cambridge. I think it was Cambridge, wasn't it? And when Bowler signed, I was talking to the lad who covers Blackpool for the Blackpool Gazette, and he was saying that um, Blackpool had signed James' husband the week before. And although the likely, although it was kind of inevitable at that stage that Bowler was going, if he'd have stayed, there'd have been a chance that husband had played left back and Bowler had played left wing. So... You do wonder whether, at some stage, there's a, there's, a, there's a prospect of getting both Colson and Bowler in the team. I think it's probably more likely to be Colson in a, further, in a, in a more advanced position, mm. further forward on the left and Bowler. Well, Woody has said he can play a different position yeah, as yeah. Colson. But, but when everyone's fit, I think the interesting thing is, say you've got everyone available. Say if he chooses to go with Colson at left-back, Housen or Dyke Steele at right-back, Fry at centre-half. And then he's got the decision to either leave out Ayala, who's been in a fixture in the team for, what, five years? Mm. Or French, your club captain. It'd be fascinating, I think, to see who he goes for there. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the one thing that you would probably have to factor in with both friend and Ayala is they will probably have fitness issues moving forward. Ayala typically has a problem at some stage in the season. We've just seen that, and you know, consi- consistently, season after season, he has the occasional problem. Um, George Friend's had a recurrence by the sounds of it of that thigh problem that kept him out all summer so it, it, it would be interesting to see who he picked yeah. with, with everybody available I, mean, I think the good thing is just, just to touch on the point you made about Coulson the ball the Dykes Taylor House and I like the idea that players have to raise a game to get in the team oh, yeah. because this, the, the last thing you want is somebody who's walking into the team because he's the only fit and available right back mm. and I think, that, I think Dyke Steele will benefit from coming here seeing a, seeing a top pro like Housen Put you know playing out of position, given the sort of shift he gave last night, and and that if I was Woody, I'd be saying right, Anthony, that is your that is your standard, that is what you're up against. That I I think you can do it. I want you to do it, but you know you, you, this is where you're at now. You're not in League One. You're in the Championship. You know, and like likewise as you say, Borough signed Marcus Brown, um, as theoretically the left sided attacking midfielder. But if if Kilson's pushing him. A bowler's pushing him, you know. Why not? Why mm. not? You know that 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 should be that should be just because we want Borough to be, uh, just because Borough are going through a transition and we think this. I, I worry about this because there's a lot of people talking about diminishing sort of expectations that well it's okay to finish twelfth or it's okay to finish ninth, providing we've got something to kick on next season. I think that's David. I think I think there should be an incentive, you know, a desire in there to finish. You know, let, let's aim for top six. Let's have that desire to finish in the top six. And to do to do it, I want player X to be better than player Y and to get him out of the team and to, to be picked ahead of him. And I think there are a number of those little tussles all over the pitch. Now, I mean, there are only real players, and I'll be interested in your viewpoint on this, that, that, that you kind of nailed on in a certain position as we sit here four league games into the season. Keeper, obviously. Yeah. Brit, you'd have yeah. to say. I and think, then I think Fletcher, and then possibly Fletcher, and and I think, but possibly only because he hasn't got a lot of competition in that yeah. that position. And although I think the the midfield doesn't look completely 
right. I don't think that the balance no. looks right yet. No. It's clear that he wants Wing yeah. and McNair in there. Yeah, I think McNair, and McNair's been excellent. Though. Yeah, I mean, I think if you saw, so you've, you've got 11 positions on the pitch. I think there's two definitely nailed down if, if fit. And then there's, 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 there's a few players that you'd expect to be in the team. But and Fry, if fit, yeah. will play, won't you'd, he? You'd be. have thought so. I mean, obviously, he hasn't had any football, serious football since April. Which is a quiet, but yes, in terms of his ability and what he's, we've seen do, from him before. Do you think on, on the defence, and we saw it on uh, for the last 20 minutes or so on Tuesday night, could he go to a back three? Because he's, he's got the players for it. Yeah, people not, said just, that. not just the players for a back three, but he's got the options at mm. wing back. He's got it, it give him possi- the possibility to play Fletcher and Asombalonga as a, as a two with, with a midfield three. Well, I, I, think, I think it's. Theoretically, it could be desirable. You know, you've got you know one of your, some of your best footballers are people like Dale Fry. I mean, who would play the three? You'd have to think Ayala would be one of your three. And then, would you play Shotner? Would you play a friend? If friend was fit, he's been outlined for a, he's been marked, yeah. marked for a central role. I think I think I'd like to see potentially a three-four-three. Three. I wouldn't like to see an old-fashioned kind of three-five-two because I don't think Burr have necessarily got the place. Certainly. I mean, would you would you play up front with Britt? Would you play a Fletcher, Fletcher. off? You know, I, th- I think Fletcher. I think I think I was going to say I think Woody's so far down this road now of the four three three that I think we need to see it through, certainly till beyond the international break because he's just starting. You know, he's learning as he goes along. You know, he, he's, you know what Jonathan's like. He's very forthright. He's very direct in in what he says and in what he wants. But he'll be learning about players. You know, he'll be thinking, right, I played him now. I've given him three goals in that position and he hasn't really done it for me. But he's been fantastic every time he's come off the bench and he's been really reliable. He's, he's played in four different positions. So he'll be learning. And, and all the time he's trying to... I mean, I don't think the 4 3 things really gelled that well so far. No, Do you? No, no, I don't. You know, no. I, 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 I sometimes watch it, you know, watching it at Blackburn, I'm thinking... Well, it's the midfield, isn't it? Well, that's what I'm that's saying. That's... I go back to that point I made earlier about it's the three in front of the four. Yeah. It's the three in front of the back four that's a little bit in flux. You know, you'd assume you need one player sitting, which is tended to be Clayton, but not always. I think the problem is if you take Clayton out, which he did at Blackburn, you're suddenly asking one of House and McNair, Wing or Savile, if he was playing him, to not play their natural game. Yeah, because it's not natural no. for any of them to sit and sweep, is no, it? Whereas no. it is for Clayton. Well, I mean, there's another, th- you know, we're talking, you know, thinking outside the box a little bit. Dill Fry might be the person who goes in there. And sits, you know, he's done it before. He's, it'd be a uh, curveball. A big curveball, but I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's a player who's been talked about as somebody more than just a central defender. You know, I, you kind of think if you can play in a three, could you play in that advanced defensive role if you want to call it that? I mean, I'm just putting that out there. It doesn't have to be Adam Clayton, uh, but he's the obvious candidate if you want a holding midfielder. But then you've got McNair and Wing. Do they look? Really comfortable in those positions, just either side of the three. I think wings being used a bit deep. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Well, I think the problem is, as you rightly say, you've got McNair, who's instinctively an attacking midfielder. Housen is instinctively an attacking midfielder. Wing is instinctively an attacking midfielder, and we understand that Savile's an attacking midfielder as well. So you've got all those players basically of a similar type trying to get in in those positions. So. Um, I think I'd like to see a little bit more. I'd like to see a little bit more from those positions. Just when you know when you watch the match and you tell me if if you disagree. Particularly, I noticed against Blackburn, it's hard to see exactly what the plan was. I know Borough want to tend either play it out from the back or get the ball forward early and press high, but do it by playing proper football. 
but sometimes you watch the match like last you know against Wigan and you think well can't really see what the game plan is here the, the first 20 minutes of the obviously Wigan had two or three chances to to score should have scored and Borough really were, were, were teeing them up weren't there was some slack sloppy passing Ayala and Shotton gave the ball away on a number of occasions and Clayton gave the ball away yeah well, sorry got caught in position I, I, I think I gave Shotton a five in the ratings Ayala a six slightly better but then I thought about it overnight and and on Wednesday morning when I was running and I thought well, sleepless night <laughs> I thought well you know is, was that a bit harsh on Shotton and was, was, was that judging him there purely on on a sloppy first 20 minutes rather than defensively in the second half when, when Wigan went more direct and he made a few vital blocks good headers positionally wise positionally he, he was spot on I think it may be easy to forget that Shotton and Ayala and the, the centre-halves have been asked to play a completely yeah. different game to what they were asked to play. I mean, how many times last year did Aidan Flint get the ball and it just went long yeah. for Hugel? And even if Hugel got it, no one was anywhere near him, so he'd inevitably lose the ball and then the opposition would come again. Whereas this year, it's direct opposite in that the defenders are, are getting the ball and, and, and having to look for someone from midfield. And I wonder whether... It's, I mean, the, 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 the passing at times was so sloppy, wasn't it? But then... Is there enough options? Are, well, are, there, are, there, are, there, are the midfield showing enough? Well, I, I, I think that's... A, I mean, we talked about it during the match, didn't we, last night, when it was actually happening, and I was saying, you know, we were both saying the defence were struggling here, it's, it, you know, to, 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 to put too fine a point on it. And I, I think, you know, I felt, personally, that they weren't getting enough protection. So, you know, the people, you know, I can't remember who it was now, just waltzed right through, basically right through and had a shot. Well, it was and Byrne, the right-back, wasn't was it? it? Yeah, yeah, I can't... Yeah, and... And I'm thinking, hang on a minute, all right, the defence is going to get pelters for this, but there was 40 yards of, of pitch before they even got to, to, to the Borough's final third. And that happened too many times. Yes, they did make mistakes as well. And So you've got like an inexperienced left-back in the team who's just learned his trade. You've got two centre-backs who are, who are, you know, it's maybe a little bit, as you, it's a little bit easy sometimes just to blame Ayala and particularly Shotton, isn't it? It's like a, it's like a default mechanism yeah. or Borough, Borough defended badly. Therefore, you know, it's, it's Shotton's fault. For sake of argument, I mean, Shotton didn't give the penalty away at Blackburn. You know, Burrow would have had a clean sheet in that match if it hadn't been for Dykes Dale's rush of and they got one last night. So, so, um, so it, it is a little bit easy. You know, I, th- I think you make a very good point about the comparison with last season. You had a team that was set up with basically ten defensive players, including the goalkeeper at times. Everything was in the defenders' favour. You know, you had you quite often played with three at the back plus plus wing backs who who were basically extra full backs half the time, weren't they? You had the defensive midfielders in front, the attacking players were told to, to drop back and help out. A bit like in Karanka's day when everyone but the striker was really a tasked with doing a defensive role. So everything was in the defenders' favour last season. Now it isn't. And now is now is the time when you find out, you know, just what 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 these players' positional sense is like? What they're like in a one to one, you know, when they when they're exposed, when they've got a fast striker running at them, and there's nobody else around them to help them. And and I thought, you know, as you say, once once the first fifteen minutes was over, they didn't get to grips with it a little bit. I think as he, the, the goal was a massive, just knocked the stuff in a little bit out of Wigan, didn't it? You know, they should have been two 0 up. You know, Paul Cook must have been if he had any hair, he'd have been tearing it out. Um, and that that is the difference. In, you know, at this level, that's why they'll probably struggle all season, Wigan, because when they're on top, they don't score. And that's that's the difference. I think it's three hundred and seventy minutes I read since they right. scored. I mean, that's yeah. not the type of stat you want to see at no. this stage of the season. No, so it's. It, I, I mean, I think we'll be interested to see what 
what, what as you you know we speculated what defence will play when Dale's available, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that actually. He might be, he might be, you know, available for the the Millwall match. Because I mean, Millwall, you know what you're going to get from yeah. them on Saturday. They, they signed Matt Smith in the summer, yeah. which is a sure sure sign <laughs> evidence that yeah. Neil Harris yeah. has no intentions of changing. They're no, going to go no. direct. They're going to make it ugly for you. Yeah. But I think I actually think. In terms of the defence, that, that might play into Bulls. Yeah. Ayala yeah. and Shotman prefer that all day yeah. long. Yeah. The big aerial balls, a good ding-dong with, with a striker who will put himself about because Ayala will give as good as he gets. Yeah. He got that yellow, didn't he, on Tuesday night that I feared it was going to be the first Ayala moment of the season. <laughs> and Brown was lucky not, not yeah. to go off, I thought. Yeah, for the, for the challenge. Yeah. Already on a yellow, would he rightly, you know bit the bullet at half time and, and, and took him off and uh, it was a sensible thing to do that good management by him um, I mean th- there will be these sort of challenges moving forward week in week out f- for Woody but he, he will he will surely settle on you know say nine of his regular 11 before too long if not if he hasn't already um, I understand you get you know Tuesday Saturday Tuesday Saturday so players may need to be rotated but I think the, I think the ch- the challenge now is to get to get to get to the international break. Keep you know you, get, you know pick up you know possibly pick up four more points in the next two matches, uh, and then you you can you can reassess it, can't you? You know it should have everybody back by then, hopefully, or should be close to having everybody back, and then he's you know it kick on again once the international break is over with 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 hopefully virtually a full squad and and and. And as I said before, he must be learning a massive amount. It's one thing to be the number two, isn't it? You know, and and, and watch Tony Pulis and you know and, 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 and decide which parts of his managerial, you know, um philosophy he wants to adapt and which ones he doesn't. Because make no mistake, Woody had a lot of time for Pulis in terms of a manager who's had you know, more than a thousand games in charge and and, and, and the way he does certain things and although he's, you know, he's, he's not many fans on side, you don't get to manage for as long as he did without knowing what you're about um, and so it, it will be probably sitting down you know, when he's had a chance to reflect on the first few games and be thinking right okay I've got, got that right I've got that wrong um, next time that happens I won't do that but I think I made the right call there and he's got, he's got people like, around him like Robbie Keane, who's learning, you know, and who's who's kind of his his sounding board, isn't he? And he's got, you know, he's got people there to to advise him as well. So, you know, people are talk. He's already talking about the lack of depth in the squad, but the squad won't change now. So it's a case really of just making the best of it, isn't it? And getting away you can in January, and, yeah. and then reassessing and going from there. We're expecting a couple of, um, of of youngsters to go out on loan. He said that a couple of weeks ago. There hasn't been any movement yet. Nathan Wood isn't expected to be one of them. Who, who, who do you think could be? I mean, the likes Jed Spence. You look at Steve yeah. Walker. Yeah. I mean, Steve Walker looks to be firmly part of the squad. The it, it does, but you wonder how much football he'll get if he's you know around the eighteen, mm-hmm. but not getting more than a couple of minutes here. A couple of come. I mean, I would imagine that in an ideal world, he would have already gone out on loan to play regular take, league safe, two football. Say if Walker goes on loan. The risk you take is Brent or Fletcher get injured. Yeah, you and are you're thin. left with one striker plus yeah. instead. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I would imagine players like Conor Malley yeah. would 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 benefit from a loan spell. You know, I, I watched the twenty threes last week, and uh, some of the stuff he did in periods was really really impressive, but he he, he couldn't do it for ninety minutes. And I think or hundred or hundred or hundred and fifty minutes, minutes is yeah. the, after the referee added on a ridiculous amount of time. <laughs> 
Uh, but we'll let's not go into that. The 75 minute second half. But um, but yeah, so there's a player there, clearly. But I think you feel as though he's not the finished article and he needs he's not gonna get he's not gonna get any t- much much if any time in the Borough first team this season. Is he gonna is he gonna kick on playing for the twenty threes or is he gonna really develop by going to say a League Two club or a, or a really good national league club? Or, um, and do what Lewis Wing did. And do what Lewis Wing did. I'll uh, go up to Scotland, you know, and and really, you know, find out that you, the only way to make a, a, your way in football is to be, you know, reliable for the manager to do to listen to you. You know, I, they made the point, uh, funny enough, about Stephen Walker after Saturday's match. It's fantastic that he got that opportunity to make his, you know, championship debut. For me, he has, now has to work even harder than he has done before to build on that. And I think that's where a lot of young players in the past have gone wrong. Is they've had a little taste of the first team. We could we could name a few individuals ourselves sat here now, um, and uh, and then they think they've made it. They get the offer from the agents. They get big cars. They get you know the friends you know, you know, lauding them to the to the you know, and and it, and it, and it becomes distracting. And they think, well, I'll have to you know, I've done it now. Well, it, it, that's not how it works. You, the the hard work really starts once you get a touch of the first team. So I think players like Jed Spence, you're absolutely right. I think if he's not going to get any sort of involvement with Borough. He needs to go and play football. I think Tav might have to go out on loan. I, I can't see at the moment Tav getting a regular. It's been a frustrating. It's start been a frustrating start from yeah. I mean, they're, they're the, funny enough the two players. Whenever I think we've mentioned this before, when we were talking in May about the players who might get the chance next season if Borough have a smaller squad and aren't able to make as many signs, they were the two we thought might really and maybe Nathan Wood would grab the opportunity in the summer. Um, and and potentially be first team players. It didn't really happen for them for one reason or another. So that for their benefit, you think that you know to develop further, maybe just go out and play some regular football. I mean, obviously we don't know what Jonathan Woodgate's intentions are with someone like Tav. He might think, oh, I'm just going to give him a couple of weeks and he, we'll see what it can do in you know in October, September. So, but yeah, they're the ones that jump out, um, and there are some good players coming through. Um, you know, like what do you do with Ainsley Pears? Do you keep him as the? He's a number two. Isn't yeah, he's a number two. But but will he develop by being sat on the bench? You know, we hope that Darren Randolph doesn't get injured. So therefore, you know, it's it's a difficult one. We saw that with Conor Ripley, didn't we? You either stay and you sit on the bench and hope you get an opportunity, and you might play the odd cup game. But in reality, you're not going to improve your game if you're not playing every week. So it's it's a difficult, it's a conundrum for. For, for Woody because he, I think he looks a talented keeper pairs doesn't he well there's a week or so until the uh, transfer deadline for League 1 and League 2 clubs so it might well be a busy week uh, for, for a few of the youngsters and might well be a busy week for you with a few more BBC appearances before. well I've upped my fee after this week yeah you'll be presenting Look North by the time we record <laughs> the next try anyway thanks Phil and thanks very much for listening take care cheers